0: pray with me. May the the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. I have a special box that I keep in my office with a couple of mementos. Maybe you have something similar. Anyway, I wanted to show you all something from my box. (laughs) Yep, it's a clown nose. Anyway, (laughs) uh, it's been in this special box for over 20 years. When I was a senior in high school, one of our very insightful teachers recognized that our whole class was just burnt out with college applications and AP exams and the general struggles of emerging into adulthood. So for the month of January, we put down Hamlet and Confucius and the school gym became our big top. You see, this teacher had a friend, Rob Merman, professional clown, student of Marcel Marceau, and the founder of Circus Schmirkus. Rob came and taught our class how to clown and how to pull an imaginary rope, how to balance a feather, a broom, a chair on our hand, and we as we practiced, We learned to do things that we never thought possible. We also learned to trust one another, to be bravely silly, to let go, to let go, and to make something together that not only brought a smile to the audience's face, but to our faces as well. That's my senior high class. There were 20 of us. See if you can find me. I'm doing something stereotypically Catherine, so it'll come around again, see if you can figure it out. (laughs) This is what the Smircos who study and perform with Circus Smircus learn too. Trust, confidence, silliness. Circus Smircus is a nonprofit arts and education organization based in Greensboro, Vermont. Their goal is to promote the skills, culture, and traditions of the traveling circus and to inspire young people to engage in life-changing adventures in the circus arts. They just wrapped up their Massachusetts dates this weekend, but if you're traveling anywhere up north in the month of August, you can still catch their show for this year. Since 1987, Circus Smircus has been bringing the circus to people of all ages through that Big Top Tour through Circus Smircus Camps, where kids and youth learn the circus arts, which Cora, who read our scripture, attended a few weeks ago, and their Circus Smirkus School Program, which I participated in over 20 years ago. Rob Merman's philosophy is this, perfection is boring, (laughs) and creative fun happens when you allow yourself to not be too serious. Circus Smircus is an embodiment of this philosophy. Its talented performers and magical stories leave the audience inspired, evoke a sense of wonder and joy, and send a reminder that life will get dull unless we let ourselves have a little fun. Now I hope none of you are under the illusion that church and religion are all serious all the time. In fact, sometimes church can be downright silly. Take today's scripture lesson, God visits Abraham and Sarah in the guise of some visiting angels. According to the text, the Lord mentions that the elderly, childless couple will soon have a son, and Sarah laughed to herself, the text reads. So the Lord seeks clarification. Why did Sarah laugh? The Lord asks Abraham. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Sarah turns afraid and lies, herself denying that she laughed. I kind of picture it like when you're looking at someone and you're trying not to laugh, right? (laughs) And it makes you laugh all the more. The Lord will have none of it and says, yes, you did laugh. And when she does have a child, she laughs. And her laughter becomes contagious. It echoes through all the people as they share the silly, unbelievable, amazing thing that God has done. The circus, that institution of joy, that spectacle of skill, that tent of democracy, that festival assemblage of humans and beasts, laughter and terror, life and death. The circus is one of the great enduring signs of vitality and, dare I say, spirit in this world. In a society ruled by work, The circus upholds the importance of play. Under the big top, within that space of silliness, there is freedom that allows for real creativity, for flipping things upside down and trying things out in a new way. Circus is practicing the art of not being afraid to look foolish, or rather of being bravely foolish and there is power in that foolishness. Through the centuries, the artistic work of miming and mocking and clowning have been powerful tools for social reflection and transformation. You may remember from Pastor Rick's sermon back in February that writer and theologian Henry Nguyen had a deep attachment to the circus. In one of his books, Clowning in Rome, he wrote, The clowns remind us, with a tear and a smile, that we are sharing the same human weakness. The longer I was in Rome, the more I enjoyed the clowns, those peripheral people who, by their humble, saintly lives, evoked a smile and awakened hope. Nguyen was also particularly moved by his friendship with a troop of trapeze artists at a circus in Rotterdam, Germany. Henry said he thought these trapeze artists were the best teachers of Christian spirituality he ever had. He said they taught him all he needed to know about the way trust conquers fear. He loved how they put every fiber of their being out there into what they did on the flying trapeze. The flying, the falling, the catching the foolish bravery that requires, and the practice it takes, the ability to trust, the equipment, your partners, yourself, that trust comes from practicing the routine over and over, the flying, the falling, the catching. This, at its best, is what the church can be as well. We each have our role to play. Some of us are ready to leap out in faith. Others are encouragers, cheering us on. Some of us, we know, too, that falling is a part of the routine. At times, our lives can feel like they're in free fall. But we can trust that we will be caught by our church community, by our faithful God over and over again. The act of catching and of being caught, these two are gifts of being church together. And the more you practice, the more you'll know this to be true. The lay theologian William Stringfellow, a contemporary of Newen's, compared the circus to the kingdom of God and argued that the church would be more faithful if it was less like a religious institution and more like a circus. Stringfellow thought the circus, with its death-defying stunts, exemplified a Christian vision of Christ's triumph over the fear of death. He writes, the service the circus does, more so, I regret to say, than the churches do, is to portray openly, dramatically, and humanly death in the midst of life. So whether we sit in the audience, clutching our popcorn for dear life, mouths agape in awe, or if we bravely venture out into the ring to become part of the flying, the falling, the catching, the circus has the power to inspire, to empower, and transform us. And here, under our own big top, we can practice the art of laughing in the face of fear. Of letting go, of trusting. This kind of silliness is serious business. It is the work of faith. Amen.